You're listening to the Ready to Go podcast, where we equip Christians to engage culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, welcome back to the Ready to Go podcast. I'm joined again by Dave Gibson. Last time on the Ready to Go podcast, we talked about Go 21. And this month of May that was a strategic focus toward evangelism and the movement of God around the world and what he was doing. And so we talked kind of about what just happened in May, Dave, last week. I want to talk about what is coming in the future. What, what do you see coming? What do you see God doing? What do you want to encourage people toward? Well, it's, uh, it's really quite remarkable what God is doing. You know, Henry Blackaby said, if you want to, we need to discover what God is doing and then enter into it. And I really see uh, as the darkness is getting darker, the, the light of the gospel shining even brighter. And uh, I really believe we could be living in the generation where we could see the fulfillment of Matthew twenty four fourteen, when Jesus said, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all nations as a testimony to all the nations that and then the end will come. Uh, there's this big movement and the mo- goal movement is just an integral part of this whole scenario of God's movement in the world. It's called finishing the task. And uh, I met with 20 leaders out in at Saddleback Church with Rick Warren and some uh, key leaders from different parts of the body of Christ. And there's a vision by 2033, that would be the 2,000-year anniversary after Jesus left the earth. We celebrate his 2,000th year uh, since his ascension. And uh, there's a move towards what we call finishing the task, to have a Bible in every language, to have a, a church in every village, a body of Christ, and to have a believer everywhere. A body, a body, Bible, a body, and a, a believer, uh, the three big B's uh, by 2033. Uh, f- reaching the finish lines of the Great Commission. And I, I just, uh, I think these are the opportune days that we have for the gospel. And the goal movement is such a big part of that because the goal there with the, the goal movement, the goal, goal decade, the next 10 years, we're prayerful that we'll be able to pray for every single person by name, uh, in, not only in the United States, but all around the world, and to have every person have an opportunity to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Nobody, no one ministry can do it alone, but together we can reach the world. And that's really the uh, right, uh, what I call a BHAG, a big, holy, audacious goal. And uh, we know that unless the Lord builds that house, we labor in vain who try to build it. Well, uh, part of the movement in the month of May, and we see it as a catalyst. Uh, Isaac Newton, Newton uh, has developed the law of inertia. Yeah, I know you're a, a biology major, or you were a pre-med in, at the University of Minnesota, John, and you know, probably read up a little bit on Isaac Newton, but he's, he had this law of inertia that mass at rest will, will stay at rest unless there's some type of external force or some catalyst that will push it and get it moving. And uh, right now the church is very much at rest when it comes to evangelism. And uh, we're, we're seeing this goal movement, the goal month in May as a catalyst to really get the church moving, 31 days to form a habit. And uh, we say the greatest habit you can ever form in is, is at least spend time with the Lord every day in his word. But uh, one, another great habit is to share Jesus Christ with at least one person every day. And I was kind of stirred by this ice bucket challenge. I don't know if you remember that some years back. And the people, were, it, was, it went viral and it went all over the world. People were, were doing this ice bucket challenge. Well, we, 
I was talking to Greg Steer and some other buddies uh, that really are pretty passionate about evangelism. You're one of them too, John. And we came up with the Lord put on my heart this one one a day challenge, and we go hashtag one a day, and one a day in May. And uh, I was recruiting. I recruited 20 people. You were on my list, and uh, we uh, committed not only to be sharing Jesus with at least one person every day during the month of May, 31 days, but to recruit 10 other people to do the same and then ask them to recruit 10 other people. 10 times 10 is 100 times 10 is 1,000 times 10 is 10,000, 100,000. Five generations, you'll have a million people that you could personally mobilize to be sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. That's kind of a staggering thought. It breaks down a little bit, but uh, if we develop those teams of 10, and uh, I can't think of a better multi-level strategy and Jesus really was functioning with that in mind when he selected 12 disciples. One of them abandoned him, but uh, took 11 guys, common, ordinary people. People marveled at their boldness, it says in Acts. That they saw them as uneducated and untrained men, and they marveled at their boldness, and they recognized them as having been with Jesus. And they were threatened. They were persecuted. They were thrown in jail, and they told them, threatened them to stop, and said, stop talking about Jesus. And we the old evangelism 101 in the early church, he just took your hand away from their mouth. He said, we can't stop talking about that, which we've seen and we've heard. We just need to have our heart so in love with Jesus and our heart so full of Jesus. Jesus said, the heart mouth will speak from that which fills your heart. And uh, it's amazing how the Lord puts that in our hearts. Well, we had this one-a-day challenge, and I was just getting barraged with stories of people that were coming to Christ, gospel opportunities, and we we're texting our friends and, and people who were part of that whole movement. We had entire denominations, entire ministries that were doing one a day in May. And that might be a big stretch for people who are listening today. And maybe that's a, a you, you might want to start with one, one in the month of May or one in a, in a month or one once a week, but to, to get going and to start sharing the gospel. And uh, each one can reach one and teach one each year the rest of your life. That one-a-day challenge, uh, the Lord, I prayed about it, and I, I kept a little journal, not so I could notch the belt. I mean, I just it's just a terrible thing to share these things, to practice our righteousness before men. But uh, for the glory of Jesus Christ, I, I journaled and I wrote down their names so I could keep praying for them, but the Lord gave me 93 gospel conversations in the month of May, and I had about a dozen people indicated coming to faith in Christ. Just last, uh, about a week and a half ago, I had a real interesting uh, encounter. I went into a subway. It was down in Orlando going to Kirk Cousins' father. has a church down there. Kirk is a quarterback for the Vikings and gotten to be a pretty good friends. And his father pastors a big church in Orlando. And I went out to a subway the night before I was going to share at the church there and uh, ran into a guy. It was like a Philip in the Ethiopian unit kind of story in Acts chapter 8 where I went in for a subway and I was the only uh, patron in there that night. And there was one guy behind the counter, his name was Dan, all tatted up, kind of looked like he came from the rougher side of life. And uh, I just started asking his story as he's giving me my my six inch tuna. (laughs) Uh, And I uh, I love that at subway, a little plug there. But uh, I said, Dan, uh, tell me, tell me your story. He's from New Jersey, uh, graduated from UCF, uh, accounting major, didn't want to go into accounting. He just wanted to get through life, and he's a manager at a subway 
store. Just went through a just a horrific breakup with his girlfriend. I asked him if he was married. And he said, I went through, no, I'm, I'm all alone. It's just me and my pit bull. And I looked in his eyes. I just saw total emptiness. And uh, I said, you know, my heart goes out to you, Dan. How can I be praying for you? And uh, he's, he was really hurting. And I said, I'm going to pray for you. God will fill that emptiness that's in your life right now, loss of a meaningful relationship. You, do you have a minute I could share my story with you? I'd like to share a message that just totally transformed my life. He said, I'd love to hear it. And I shared how Jesus just totally turned my life upside down, totally transformed my life. And the power of the gospel shared uh, my testimony, how Jesus changed everything for me, shared the gospel, went through a brief gospel presentation. I said, Dan, do you have a story like that? And he says, no, I really don't, but I'd like to. And I uh, had the pleasure that night of uh, watching Dan put his faith and trust in Jesus Christ right there in a Subway restaurant. It doesn't always happen that way, uh, but, you know, we plant, we water. Uh, someone else will water, and God will bring forth the increase. But how many Dans are there out there like that? Alexander last night driving home from the airport in a Uber and uh, from an Orthodox background from Be Belarus has a couple of kids. Just get to know their story, ask for permission to share your story, and then point them to God's story, the good news of the gospel. And there's no greater news. It's the greatest message about the greatest person, the greatest offer ever made, and how people can come into a living, dynamic relationship with the living God through his son, Jesus Christ. I want to really challenge people uh, you can be a part of one, the one-a-day challenge or maybe one-a-week challenge or one, once a month, but uh, don't be a, that mass at rest. Let's get going. You know, every one of us can reach someone, and together we can reach the world. And uh, that's the vision of the Go Movement, the Go Decade over the next 10 years. You can be a part of helping to finish the task of the Great Commission. I'm just amazed at how many people all around us are lost and uh, facing a Christless eternity. I'd like to close with one of my favorite quotes by a great missionary, C.T. Studd, left fame and fortune uh, as a pro athlete in England to be a missionary. And he lived his life for the cause of the gospel, and it's just a great quote. He said, Some people want to live within the sound of church and chapel bells, but as for me, I'd rather pitch a rescue tent within a yard of hell. Lord, help me not to rust out. Help me not to glide through this life without blowing loud and long the trumpet of the gospel and our blessed Redeemer's return. At the very least, may there be a thanksgiving service in hell when the devil gets news of my departure from the field of battle. I want to live my life that way, to pitch a rescue tent and redirect traffic. People who are on that highway to hell, not only to save them from the hell they're going to, but the hell they're going through here on earth. Guys like Dan in a subway, empty. He's lonely. His only friend in life was his pit bull and got dumped and just uh, living a life of quiet desperation. And we can bring that uh, good news of Jesus and people can experience new life in Christ. It's a great word, Dave. And we really hope that you do take that challenge of one a day, and maybe it is one a week, like like Dave said, or one, one a month, but 
to, to begin that, that momentum of evangelism in, in your life. We really encourage you to, to start doing that. And so we'll be back again with Dave next week. We'll be going over some more evangelistic tips. We hope you join us. But until then, keep sharing Jesus. Let's go.